Well, we just heard two wonderful pieces of music. We uh, opened up the program with Fabian Andre and his orchestra with something called Waltz Night at the Savoy. And then Mary Lou Williams from her Zodiac Suite played uh, Gemini. You know, this is uh, WFMU, and the, the DJs, they play a set of music, and then they come on the microphone and they say, I'm back. But they never left. I did. Those kid DJs, they were sitting there all along. It's just that their microphones were turned off, and they weren't yammering while their crappy music was playing. Well, I have not been here. They took me off the airwaves at WFMU because they hoped I would go away forever. And now I have two words to say. I'm back. And I'm about to start yammering. It's what I do. I'm the old codger, Corky T. Edison, and unlike the mindless blathering and yammering that the youngsters do around WFMU, I do it well. In fact, I have an advanced degree in substantive yammering. I am broadcasting from my <laughs> from my pouting shanty in East Orange outside of my uh, my bunker on Springdale Avenue. And no, I ain't wearing no mask. The only thing I'm putting in front of my face is this fragrant Rancho Malario cigar. If I were if I were back at the radio studio in Jersey City, I'd be flicking ashes in the compact disc trays. Well, now, uh, before we go back to music, I must make a political statement. Because nowadays, everyone has to make a political statement. And that is, until now, me, the old codger, I have been denied a regular program on WFMU because of systemic injustice. I'm back because of a change in station policy. They have been forced to address the injustice that underscores their entire nefarious operation. The station is now mandated to have a minimum of good music. They were under that threshold. It's very low to begin with, but since I last hosted a show here, it apparently dipped below acceptable broadcast standards. Yeah, yes, it's, it's been quantified. There's a word for that. Science! Those in charge of upholding standards at WFMU are science deniers. A good deal of the music that this station pipes out qualifies as hazardous waste. So I'm here. I'm back to float them above the legal limit. Just think of me as a cigar-chomping, bourbon-swilling flotation device. So I'm going to offer... a. Just one hour of high-quality, musically-enriched 78 RPM records, which will counteract the effects of uh, three full days of what passes for entertainment on these WFMU airwaves. Because what WFMU customarily offers is not even good enough to pass for lowbrow. You don't need to ask the experts. I'm here to pass judgment on your behalf, and there's no need to thank me. But if you are so inclined... To thank me, a bottle or a case of Sly Weasel bourbon shipped to my East Orange bunker would be an excellent way to express your gratitude. To put it bluntly and in a way that no other WFMU disc jockey would ever publicly admit, I accept bribery. And, and I play commercials. Here is another proud sponsor of the old Codger radio show on WFMU. Is the sweetheart you married the husband you expected him to be? Has the war created new problems for you in your marriage? To answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends and neighbors, Arad presents John J. Anthony, founder of the famed Marital Relations Institute, in a brand new program of daily sessions of kindly and helpful advice. Just as Mr. Anthony, by examples in this studio, is helping thousands of men and women solve their personal problems, Arid, too, is helping thousands to solve the important personal problem of underarm perspiration. Arid helps you avoid perspiration damage to clothes and safeguards friendships. Use Arid every day. It helps stop perspiration safely, and at the same time, Arid is a most effective deodorant.
Thank you. 
I'm glad you're listening. This is Courtney T. Edison, the old cadger at WFMU. I've got a radio show again. And I'm happy to say I had a blood test yesterday. And today I got the results. It's red. And it's hot. It had a little set of music there. We had, uh, let's see, Ruth, Ruth Redding with her bows are only rainbows. Uh, the great Tampa Red playing the guitar. Did the Denver Blues, Lord Beginner. Yes, we always got to have some good calypso, so good old calypso, on the old country show. And we heard Injection from Lord Beginner. Uh, great bassist, Oscar Pettiford, with uh, Take the A-Train. And Joseph Moskowitz playing on his cymbalum. Uh, uh, don't step on my foot. I am the old codger. This is WFMU. And I just, people have been asking me if I'm afraid of the pandemic. And uh, I say, which one? This is, this is my 15th, maybe my 16th, I don't know, people. And people have been asking me if I'm wearing a mask. No, I tell them, this is my face. Now get out of it. There have been only viruses which originated in China and Africa and the Middle East and as far off as Albuquerque. I've been exposed to them all, and I ain't scared of no bug. I have the immune system of a buffalo. I don't care what it is, West Nile virus, Zika, Ebola, Siberian fever, Wuhan. Come and get me. I, I survived the West Congo intestinal discharge. Now, you... You're too young to notice, but in the 1940s, there was the dreaded Chattanooga choo-choo flu. Oh, it was horrible. It was spread by aerosol spray from big band horns. Then there was the Portuguese flu. It was very deadly, but tasty. There was uh, the East Rochester pulmonary sarcosis, the Davenport diphtheria, New Orleans foot fungus, not to mention the swing band plague of the 1930s. And back the 1980s, there was the curse of the compact disc. And it's still with us. There's, there has yet to be a vaccine against compact discs. Although you're not going to hear them on this program with the old codger. Now, the worst, oh, the worst pandemic whatsoever is uh, chronic stupidity syndrome. It's very contagious. You should stay away from people who suffer from CSS. Because every five minutes you spend talking to them, your IQ drops two points. There is no cure, and there will never be a vaccine. I recommend that you should uh, socially distance from people who suffer from chronic stupidity syndrome by at least eight yards. I don't mean 24 feet. I mean the length of eight backyards, about as far as you can throw a dead squirrel. That, that's with a strong overhand toss and with no technique. Now, if you can throw a split-finger fast squirrel, sometimes you can lob it ten backyards. And if you want to get some rear movement on it, make sure the squirrel you throw is still alive. Well, obviously, I'm suffering from digressionary monologue syndrome because I... I don't even remember what I started talking about five minutes ago. So that must mean on the Old Codger Show, on WFMU, where we play 70 RPM records like they're going out of style, it means we're going to go back to some great music.
Some great music there. We uh, started out with Al Gray and his orchestra and Walking One. Louis Jordan and his Timpani Five. Louis Jordan never made a bad recording. We heard uh, A Man's Best Friend is a Bed. That was followed by Yamoa's Band and Comfort Mental. Bert Shafter and his ensemble did the aeroplane and the bee. And we finished up with the great uh, Professor Grampy and his red-hot all-stars with Hot Chan Nan. I'm Courtney T. Edison, the old codger. Now have a radio show every week on Thursday night on WFWO at 6 o'clock. Uh, the station management promotes the show. They told me that they created something in a place called the Internet, something about the old codger in a Facebook. I have not visited that place, and I'm informed that it is not an actual book like the kind that is uh, thrown at you by a judge during sentencing. This Facebook place for the old codger is maintained by a weary designated agent who supposedly publishes things I say. But I cannot tell you how to find it. Look on your own. I do not, I never will, own a computer. I do not believe in the Internet, any more than I believe in the existence of Tierra del Fuego. Computers are things that I've read about in these dog-eared 1930s magazines, and my bunker is filled with them. These magazines, they, they feature these uh, futuristic articles like computers and sex robots will someday be in every home in America. I read these and I say, Fui! Never happen. I don't want a sex robot because I figure... They won't wash dishes or sweep the kitchen, and they probably can't cook. Well, uh, this is a WFMU, Old Codger, a cheap cigar boudoir, here for an hour. Back to the great music on 78 RPM disc.
story of the interesting little people whom we meet in the newsreel theaters of the world. I meet the furious, curious, penurious people of the day. And in their funny way, ha-ha, I find them very gay. I learn the history, mystery, blistery tales of love and hate, of the very small and the very great. Wait, flood time in the south. Once again, the mighty Mississippi overflows her banks and runs through the once arid city of Flutesville, Alabama. We hear of the disaster through one of the survivors, Miss Lucy Debussy. Miss Debussy. I was giving a music lesson in the home of a Mrs. Wesson. When the flood began, the family ran, but I was true to my Chopin. The people left and took two boats while I was playing my silvery notes. And then the piano floated away, and I was left without no pay. I held my music in my mouth and swam upstream away from that south. I met my folks in Cincinnati, but they turned their backs because I looked so ratty. That's my family for you. A famous Hollywood masseuse gives business hints. This brave, tailored little woman reveals all. I started in a salad shop and beat my way right to the top, but I found more money in Miss Garbo's legs than I did in whipping up four dozen of eggs. They stood up for me in that western town because I whacked so hard they could not sit down. If you want to make money, my advice to you is to save your paddle and sell your canoe. After working for 40 years, Mrs. Daisy Wiggle has finally completed a dollhouse made completely from human hair. This tiny elfin little dwelling contains one hair from every nation and notable in the world, Mrs. Wiggle. Pulling hairs is lots of fun. You really ought to try it. <coughs> from kings and queens and everyone, I've snitched hairs on the quiet. They never miss a strand or so, don't even know they're gone. And if they turn around, you know I'm merely scamper on. 
I've lovely hairs from horses' tails, from apes and marmosets. I've elephant hairs as tough as nails and lots of grand grits. <laughs> of course, I never did believe that this work would make me rich, you silly. But I'll take it apart someday and weave myself a beautiful switch. <laughs> the citizens of Umlaut, Arizona, were amazed today to find Mrs. Gaspo, a resident fortunately not from the town proper, walking in the streets completely nude. Mrs. Gaspo claimed that she'd been attacked by a swarm of locusts and refused to be ashamed of her lack of clothing, Mrs. Gaspo. I was riding leisure-like to town when a swarm of locusts settled down on me and Mary, that's my horse, and the bitten chawed with all their force. They ate poor Mary clean away, ate my clothes and my hair turned gray. Now here I am like I was born, and them rascals yelling September morn. It ain't September, them sassy little brats ought to give me their coats and a tip up their hats. I'm a church-going woman, and I ain't worried. Gonna buy a new horse, and I won't be hurried. May get a dress if my money holds out. Boys, look at me and learn what it's about. That was the final set of music on this week's uh, edition of the Old Codger Radio Show. We uh, ha- we heard John Kirby sextet and the Peanut Vendor. After that was uh, Joe Venuti's Blue Four with Mystery. Bruce Fletcher, alas, he has no children, gave us a human newsreel. And we finished up the show with After the Ball, sung by Henry Burr, uh, with the, uh, the Victor Orchestra conducted by Nat Shilkrit. A Whistling by Carson Robeson. That was recorded in June 1925. After the Ball was one of the biggest hits 
of the 1890s. You're probably not old enough to remember the 1890s unless you're named Charlie Stretch Houlihan or Red Butler or Jasper Quagnager or Rummy Del Barton or Miss Floridix Huntwasser, who are my old friends who were around in that decade, like me. Well, I'm going away. I'm going home to get plushed. Wait a minute. I'm already home. <laughs> well, I'm going to get plushed to the scuppers. Uh, hey, stick around, because after me, on Thursday, on WFMU, it's, it's not a lost cause. There's a great lineup, and I approve of the shows that follow me. You have Hardy White, whose entire show consists of monologues, which are transcripts of things that I've said to him over the phone. Uh, he doesn't have an original idea in his head, but he has a very convincing delivery. So remember, when you listen to Hardy White, pretend that you're hearing everything in my voice. Then after that, Kevin Nutt, who plays nothing but 17 RPM records of Gosper. And then Dave Spaz, also, he plays only 17 RPM records of old rhythm and blues. So, stay tuned, this is WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope at 91.9 FM in New York City and Rockland County, and something about WFMU.org, whatever the hell that is. Bye. Welcome to Miracle Nutrition with Hardy White. I'm Hardy White. Join me now, won't you, for fun and memory, where we laugh together, and we sit together, and we just be together, oh, because that's what life is for, enjoying one another, and loving one another. When I was a house, I once sold houses. I described to the curious what they were already looking at. Then I became interested in the meaning of the past and submerged myself into it. I traveled in time. Then, because I was not careful, or others were not careful, I lost my soul, and it entered a house, and I became a house. But houses cannot see or hear or feel, and yet they contain all that, and so the living beings in them become the thoughts and memory of the house. Their interactions and daily life, the synapses of the house's brain, and they formed memories along with my previous memories all together superimposed on one another. Let's watch a television show. Oh, that's a great use of time. I just want to forget things for a while. Give me a hammer and I can take care of that for you. No more blows to the head, Butchie. I just want to unwind and watch him escape his TV. A Man Escaped is a good movie. I was thinking more like the TV show Land of the Mind, where the sailing friends get lost in another world or something. Oh, that's garbage. Okay. The producers had someone come up with a whole working language for the French character. That's all right. Here, I have it queued up on Jonah TV. Butchie, Lou, and Hardy went out on a boat ride. They, then they hit a storm. They saw a big old whirlpool. Then they sailed into it, and their lives would never be the same. Because now they live in the land of the mind. Mind. Living in the land of the mind. Living in the land of the mind. The land of the mind. Living in the land of the mind. Living in the land of the mind.
I never thought you could rent an 18th century sailing ship to take out for the day. I mean, if you could rent a small pontoon party boat, why wouldn't you be able to rent a full-size 300-year-old schooner? Do we know how to sail this thing? They gave us this card with steps on it. Step one, raise anchor. Step two, sail away. Any more? Step three, enjoy. Sounds easy enough. Should I raise the mizzen? I'm not sure we have one. Should I make sweet tea? Now that's a good idea. There's a whole equipped galley. I saw. They even have a stand-up mixer. Should I make shoe pastry? Nah, just make some tea. You see anything through that telescope, Butch? No. I think maybe I'm having an ocular migraine. Here, you look through it. This isn't a telescope, it's a kaleidoscope. Yeah, so we don't collide with other ships or rocks. No, you just see colored shapes. Oh, good. I'm still having an ocular migraine, though. All right, well, why don't you go below and lie down? I can drive the boat. It's sail the ship, so we're doomed. But I do need to lie down, so whatever. Hey, I have salt water in my blood. We all do. Anyway, nothing more peaceful than sailing on the open seas. I see now why Captain Durr loves this ship so much. Vast ocean. Makes you realize how tiny you are. Giants do that too. Yep. Anything relatively large. Yep. My shoe would make you feel small if you were an ant. Yes. It's the size difference. For sure. That reminds me. I think I forgot to start the clothes dryer. Ants and shoes remind you? No, that whirlpool. We don't have a whirlpool dryer. I think it's a Maytag. Whirlpool? Yeah, they make appliances. No, I mean, where's the whirlpool? Right there, off the starboard bow. Oh, very good with the terminology, Lou. Wowie, wow, that's huge. I know, right? What's that Poe novel on a ship that ends in a whirlpool, but the book was never finished? The narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket? I don't think there's a whirlpool in it. That's so funny, because I remember there being a big whirlpool. Oh, here comes Butch. Butch, is there a whirlpool in the Poe novel, Arthur Gordon? Holy smokes, a whirlpool, and we're being sucked in. Hit reverse. There's no reverse. We're gonna be pulled under. Oh no, Hardy do something. are in the land of the lane. We're in our kitchen. Was I dreaming? Or did we just sail into a whirlpool? You still smell like fish. Shut up, that's his body wash. No, I smell like fish. We were in a boat, then you sailed us into a weird whirlpool. Then there was a short sort of obligatory psychedelic fall down the rabbit hole, at which time we realized that this isn't an actual whirlpool, but some type of interdimensional portal. Then we land here in our kitchen, which is fine by me, because that stupid ship was giving me migraines. What kind of weird doorway was that whirlpool? Garden variety, if you ask me. We keep getting sucked into time portals like frogs into pool skimmers. 
Yikes, I remember that from my grandpa's pool in Jupiter. Jupiter? What are you, Sun Ra? Jupiter, Florida, and Sun Ra was from Saturn. Anyway, I'm just glad to be back. Me too, who wants Bud?